Joe Biden has warned China is, quote, flirting with danger when it comes to Taiwan. The U.S. president has warned his country will intervene with military force if China attacks Taiwan. Now, Biden was speaking from uh, Tokyo at the Quad Summit with the leaders of Australia, Japan and India. Robert Ason is the professor for strategic studies at Victoria University of Wellington. Hi, Robert. Uh, Good evening, Heather. Is this a Biden gaffe or is this actually the truth? I don't think it is a gaffe because um, President Biden has made similar comments twice before and he's, he's said them with pretty, pretty, pretty strong conviction. And so I think we can take them at the very least at his own view as commander in chief, of course, on, on the situation. Is it sometimes, though, a gaffe to actually speak the truth? Well, I'm not. His comments have been walked back each time by officials, by his officials, including by members of his cabinet. I think the defence secretary was one of those today. And so, in that sense, I think for those officials, the idea that the United States would come to to the would would be definite to come to the military assistance of Taiwan should uh, China attack. That's not that's not really what U.S. policy is. U.S. policy is strategic ambiguity, which is basically. Uh, that the United States may come to, to the assistance but won't actually make that sort of strong commitment and therefore China has to weigh the risks. And it doesn't actually also encourage those in Taiwan who, want to, who might want a blank check, check to push for independence. So in a sense, what the real truth is is an interesting because Washington is currently sending mixed signals on, on this. Uh, there's a gap between what the president is saying and what his officials are saying is, is the actual position. Mm, so by doing that, by constantly, and I'm talking about the White House and the officials, by constantly rowing back the comments that the president makes, are they managing to actually maintain the strategic ambiguity? I think each time it happens, Heather, it, more strands fall away from it, and so yeah. it's becoming less and less, less and less strong. It's it's, and there is strong congressional opinion um, uh, that wants more clarity, uh, a, a clearer commitment to Taiwan's defence, and so Mr. Biden is is. is positioning himself closer to that to that position. But there are quite a few concerns, I think, around the region about moving away from strategic ambiguity. What's the downside, Robert? What is the downside of Taiwan understanding that they will be defended and, and the rest of us understanding that the implications that it might have on us? Well, I think one of the downsides is that um, uh, if, if China does, does you know, the, the the argument for it is that China should therefore have a clearer sense that its, its attack will be deterred. You know, the, 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 one of the downsides is, is basically that China may feel tempted to take preemptive action uh, and, and, to, and, to, and to use force early should mm-hmm. it be slightly concerned that the U.S. might be there to support Taiwan. So that's certainly one, one of the... Um, and, and also there's a credibility factor, I think, as well. I think it's better... Strategic ambiguity works better because does, does the United States really want to trade, you know, Los Angeles for Taipei? It's not entirely sure that it would, clear that it would. Um, so I think this is, this is a, a, and also if China believes that the United States is more strongly supporting independence in Taiwan, what does that mean for China, uh, America's recognition of, of, of China through the one China policy? And so in that sense, China may feel that the, the basic ingredients of that relationship that it has with Washington are being, are being unpicked um, um, step by step. Robert, there's a lot going on in the world of of international affairs at the moment, and one of the really interesting things is that the US has has set up this uh, Indo-Pacific Economic Framework, and we have signed mm-hmm. up to it, and it is obviously a measure to try and curb China's influence in this part of the world. Some are reading our signing up to it as picking sides finally. You know, we've, we've spent such a long time not picking sides. Is this the first sign, do you think, of us picking sides? 
No, because I think that we've picked sides already. We're strongly aligned to the United States. We're a very strong alliance relationship with Australia. Um, there are a series of small choices that we, we make. You know, fairly, New Zealand makes on a fairly regular basis. This choice takes this choice confirms that alignment. But New Zealand wants to maintain a as much as it can a constructive, although limited, you know, relationship with with China. So I don't think that there's a sense that we're finally we've been somewhere in the middle and we're finally coming out of that position. I don't think we've been in the middle for a long, long, long time. Um, How and long? I don't think that the, oh, um, at least well, at least twenty years, um, mm. and 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 more than that. In fact. Um, you know, pro- probably longer. So I think that's a that's a bit of a myth that's that's gone around, and and it's and it and it and it's just not it's just not it's just not the case. It's an, and it, and this economic framework is not one of those be all you know all or nothing type type choices. Quite a few of New Zealand's partners in this framework, including the countries in Southeast Asia, do not want to use um, uh, ec- economic uh, in- interactions as a way of of um, um, trying to kind of compete with China. They want a good re- they want an economic relationship with China too and they don't want Washington to, to guide them towards decoupling. And so I think in that sense, this is going to dilute some aspects of, of the rules in that framework. But those rules are in areas that are still important to New Zealand, and they also mean that New Zealand is encouraging the United States to stay engaged in, in, in the economies of, of, of Asia, even though New Zealand's preference is for, for the US to join the, the TPP, which of course mm-hmm. isn't going to happen anytime soon. Robert, thanks for running us through it. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Robert Ason, Professor for Strategic Studies, Victoria University of Wellington.